Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. Broadcasting live from the Fightin' Fifth. Wilmington Fire Station number five here. Home of the Water Witch. We're kicking off the 100th anniversary celebration of the Wilmington Fire Department. All six stations, all six stations will be open tomorrow and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, bring the kids down, climb on the fire equipment, uh, meet the firefighters, have some fun. Maybe if you're lucky, they'll even uh, let you shoot a hose. I, I, I don't know if they'll let you do that. By the way, I do want you folks to know that uh, here at the Fighting Fifth, these guys are so into firefighting that when you get a drink of water, I swear it's true. They drink it out of a hose. <laughs> Guys, it's true, right? It sounds real, yes. No, if you go back there to where the water is, the ice maker, you want to you fill up your water bottle, what do you have to do? Turn the hose on. Turn the hose on. It comes out of a hose. Exactly. By the way, uh, that's the, the voice of uh, retired Chief Joe Kalinowski. You retired in uh, when? 2011. 2011? Yes, sir. On the, uh, so you were with the firefighters at, it, always at this station or others? No, I, I went through the ranks, and I, I worked at every fire station, but I ended up as a deputy chief of operations. Uh, yeah, 46 years. For 46 but, uh, years. Yes, sir. Nice. And, uh, and now, sitting right next to you, we have firefighter Omar Ramos. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good. How old are you? 23 years old. Nah. What did I tell you before? I thought I was 16. You look like 16 <laughs> years old. Exactly. Yeah, two years of getting beat up, you're going to look like me. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's not good, is it? No. So uh, you've been on the force since when? Since April. Since April. April. Six months I've been on. All right. So, Omar, right? Yes, sir. All right. Rick. Nice to meet you. Because you're, you're, you're just like... I'm going to be a firefighter. I'm going to be a firefighter since <laughs> April. Yeah. Yep. And uh, why did you decide you wanted to join uh, Wilmington Fire Department? Uh, I think my reason is like most firefighters' reasons that growing up, I see like firefighters, EMS, police, and I always looked up to them, and um, I always wanted to be in a uniform. So Did you? I am. Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? I just think it's a very honorable job. I just think that uh, – it's like an elite job. Uh-huh. I think so. And uh, so why did you choose firefighting as opposed to, say, uh, EMS? Uh, I chose firefighting because... Was the math test too hard? No, the math <laughs> test was too hard. You know, I'm giving you a hard time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I chose firefighter because, I don't know, I just always like firefighter a little bit more than everything else. I hear you. That's cool. Yeah. I wanted to go into fires, put fires out. Seems pretty, really cool, right? Right. Yeah. And now that you've been doing this since April, still pretty cool? Still pretty cool. It's going to be cool until I retire. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, t we were talking, to, uh, I was talking with a, a couple of guys who had uh, been around for a while, 13 years, and uh, come up on like a 25 years, something like that. And uh, they, they both said, it's your first two years that you just get beat up all the time. You make a bunch of mistakes. And has that happened to you already? Um. I mean, I make a lot of mistakes, but I think it comes with the territory of being a rookie, yeah. uh, learning the job, being as though that I didn't, I didn't have any prior experience before, like a lot of guys do, uh, volunteering and stuff uh -huh. like that. So I'm pretty new to everything. So I'm gonna mess up, but I have a good team to teach me everything and and show me. So you don't take, you don't take it real hard and personal when you make a mistake. It's like, oh God, I'm no good. I'll never be any good. You don't do that to yourself. No, I can't. I can't do that because if I dwell on that, then I'll make more mistakes, and that's not good. <laughs> true enough. True enough. And so, uh, and Chief Kalinowski. Yes, sir. All right. 
Okay, if I call you Joe or you're Joseph? Joe's fine. Joe's fine. Sure. And it's Rick. Rick. Yeah. Uh, fire chief would never call me sir. Really. Uh, I still be called. The, the, the people I run into still call me chief. Uh, maybe they're scared to call me Joe, I guess, but <laughs> they still call me chief. That's no, they're going to call you chief for, forever, and, and they should. For yeah. example, take, take Mike Castle, for example, right? Congressman and governor. You know what he likes to be called? Probably governor. I would exactly. Yeah. Governor. He's no longer governor, but he likes to be called governor. I mean, he did the job, yeah. and server is going to call you chief. Yeah, I, I still keep proper names. Uh, General Vavila, I call him general. So uh, Absolutely. Like, yeah, that's, that was, they earned that rank, and I, I, I respect it, so I call it. You're not going to go around and say, hey, Francis. Uh, no, no, not in a million years. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so here's this young guy over here. He's, what, 23? 23. 23 years old. And you were on the force for twice his age. That is correct. 46 years. Yes. You were on the force for two of these lifetimes <laughs> over here. That's amazing. Now, when you were like 23, oh, how old were you when you started? I was, I was just about 22 when I came yeah. on, so yeah. What do you wish some guy with experience like yourself had said to you with the, within the first year of you being on? Or the first few months in this guy's case? Well, when I came on, it was different, though. See, uh, they assembled the class. I came on in July of 65, and they piecemealed this thing, and I was on, really on the job training until they assembled the class in 66. So for six, eight months, I was learning the, the job by being in the firehouse and going to fires. And in 66, the year of 66, he assembled a class of about 17 guys, and then we actually went through all the process of learning. So... Um, yeah, they, 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 when you're on a job in the first couple of months, they they work you over. In my days, they did anyway. So you're really you're just riding the truck and everything in the first six months. The first six months, I did. The, I walked in that station, and a cat and my my cat was. Uh, he, all he told me is, wherever I go, you go, and I followed him wherever he went. Really? Uh, yes, that was my job. Yes. Omar, what's it like for you now? You're not riding the truck and going to fires. Uh, I'm going to fires. Yeah. Um, I'm not riding the apparatus uh, thus far, but. Uh, How is it different for doing to what you did in learning? Well, he he went to school, so uh -huh. he, he 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 was certified through a schooling thing. I was certified just by going on the job training and just then walking then in the door. School. That was that was it. Yeah, yes. yeah, and ended up pretty good. I uh, made it through the ranks, so I guess it worked out pretty good for me. Hope forty six years, for yeah, yeah. forty six years at a chief. So you see a lot of these young men and women. Uh, coming up through the ranks. What is it you think that a guy like this, or just tell him what you think he needs to know that maybe he's not learning in school, or didn't learn in school, hadn't learned from other people, stuff that maybe you kind of learn through doing well, that he doesn't know yet. What do you think? Just The, the first know. thing I think about is everybody considers us heroes. Well, the firemen are not heroes. They come to work to do a job. And, I, and somebody always told me when you go to a response, that's just the worst time. That's the worst minute of that person's life when you pull up because they called you for something, and he'll learn that. Uh, that hero stuff, that's for the military or something, I guess. We used to come to work and, and do our job. I don't care what it was, where we went. Uh, the guys I worked with, they taught me well, and, and that was a part of, of, of when I went to the job anyway. So just keep that in mind. 
don't be, you know, we're not heroes. You're here to help the public out, and that's what we do. I listened to Omar, and Omar, you were saying, like, it's an elite job when I wear a uniform. Got a lot of respect. So, old timer. <laughs> what do you say to that? Oh, I was proud of my uniform. I wore yeah. it every day, and, and I still have my Class A uniform, which I do strap on every once in a while, too. Unfortunately, for bad things, for your funerals or something. But, uh, yeah, be proud of that uniform and be proud of that turnout gear you wear. It's, it costs a lot of money. And uh, as, as the job went on, all these things uh, took place. Yeah. What, what do you think of the, uh, the, the concept of saying, you know what, I, I feel like I'm kind of an elite member of society. I'm learning a special uh, trade and, uh, and special things to help people's lives. Uh, that was my theory. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we don't mean elite in a, in a negative, bad, you know, better than you way at all. It, Not at all. No, you mean, I, I totally understand what you mean when you say it. In other words, I've got special training. I can do things for other people that other people have not been trained to do to help those people. I know what you mean when you say elite. Correct. Yep. Yeah, I get that. And I just want to hear from the guy who's been there for 46 years. What do you, what do you, say? What do you say to that? Well, it's, a, it's an elite job, but... Um, I just took it day by day, and I, I love coming to work. And some days was busy, some days was not busy. So we did a lot of training in our time. Uh, I'm sure Ramos does too, and you got to keep ahead of the game. Uh, when I came on, we had to pay for our gear. Helmets, boots, and, and coat was like $200. Now these guys are getting you know, stuff given to them, uh, which is 2000 or $3,000 worth of equipment. So it's, technology has made a, you know, a big difference in their life, and I – Hope you appreciate it and uses it well. I notice you guys are calling yourselves by the last name, so I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to change it. Instead of calling you Omar by your first name, I'm going to start calling you Ramos. Is that all right? That's cool. I think I see a lot of that going around in here. You know what I mean? And what's Ramos going to call me? Chief. <laughs> Ramos is learning fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so here's a guy sitting right next to you, and I'm going to put you in a position where I'm going to make you ask a question because normally – Guys like you wouldn't be going around asking a guy like uh, Kalinowski uh, a question, but you're forced to now. <laughs> and, okay. that, and that would be, uh, what do you think that I, as a 23-year-old, should know about training, about culture, that if I know it now, it's going to save me a lot of pain, grief, and stupid actions? That sort of thing, you know what I mean? What, what, what do you think that... I guess I'm asking the question for you. Okay. I really am, you know. But but what would you like to ask him when it when it comes to stuff like that? Um, I would want to ask you. Like you said, you didn't have to do academy and stuff like that. You just went straight into it. What was like? What was the process like as far as becoming who you are now and be becoming like uh, knowing what you know about fighting fires and stuff like that? How did you? How did you learn all that stuff? Well, I was fortunate to have some seasoned guys. When I came on a job, most of the guys in the company that I was assigned to had some time on a job. There were 10, 12-year-old veterans that taught me well. And, and I followed them. I would ask them questions, and they would go out of the way to help me. That went from tools to running the pumps to whatever, whatever part of the job was. You had to go to the senior people and ask them. And don't be ashamed, uh, embarrassed of your questions. And, and every day come to work and don't take this job lightly or lackadaisical. Um, this is an important job. This is a dangerous job, as as, you, as we all found out uh, a couple of years ago. So go to see your people and, and, and devote your time to them. Let them devote their time to you and take notes. Do this thing continuously. Do it re uh, repeatedly, and uh, you'll become proficient at your job. That's all. Just don't uh, take this thing lightly. That's all I can tell you. 
Thank you. Hey, Ramos, you ever feel, like, embarrassed to ask a question about something? Like, feel like I ought to know this? Like right now? When yeah, I ask the question? Like, like right at this <laughs> very moment. Yep, I did. How about when you're walking in there where, where all the equipment is and uh, you're doing something? Do you ever feel like, oh, I'm not sure about this, but I don't really want to ask? Yeah, I feel like that a lot, but... If I never asked the question, I would never know. So, so I think that pushes anyway. me to ask anyway. You do anyway. I'm probably annoying from how many questions I ask, but. That's good, though, right, Chief? It's going to give me the know. Uh, absolutely. Uh, my apparatus are, cover, are carrying uh, like $100,000 of equipment. Yeah. From the simplest thing to the most proficient thing that they can use, uh, you got to go out there every day and mess with this stuff. You got to take them saws out. You got to take nozzles out and check the nozzles out. And. Um, as you do it repeatedly, that works. That's what that's what makes you proficient at your job. One you thing they never teach you in academy is is culture. In every business, every office, every fire station, every police station, whatever it is, they all have their own culture. They got their own history, and they got their own characters. Like you know, maybe chief here might be a bit of a character in some ways. Things like that. How? And I'm going to ask the chief for you because okay. you know you're not asking this question, but I'm going to ask for you. You're welcome. And I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but let me, because, you know, I got the 23 year old guy here. He's, uh, you know, all excited, uh, rookie or gung ho and everything. But um, how, how did, like, young folks learn the culture of, uh, of the fire station, even the whole citywide and all, uh, without totally screwing it up and making themselves look like complete fools? Well, I can tell you every fire station in Wilmington has its own culture. There are characters in every company, and I'm sure Ramos has them here in this in Station Five. Um, but uh, you got to adjust. You got to you got to adjust, become a team member, and uh, listen to your seniority, listen to your officers, and you become part of the culture. Uh, whether you agree with some of the stuff or don't disagree with the stuff, you're here to do a job and and, and do it to the best of your ability. That's all I can give yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. It's cool. Yeah. So, how many calls you guys been getting about every week or so? About every week, we get about. About five, six calls a week. Yeah, yeah sometimes I was, way more than that. So yeah, I, I was saying sometimes night. you get like that many a day. And yeah, some, exactly. Yeah. Especially when it comes to EMTs, as well. Yeah. Yeah, my day. Uh, we were doing about the same. I I, I started at Third and Union Street and Ladder Two, and um, it was three. At that time, there were three ladders in the city. Now there's only two, and um, we would make a lot of runs. We we did a lot of runs there. We had a large area to cover, so. Uh, uh, yeah, we we ran pretty good. Uh, yeah. Total year, to, to like uh, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy runs a month. So it, it was pretty good. Kept us busy. So I see a couple of Ramos buddies out here, uh, out there in the, in the hallway, giving them a thumbs up. You want to embarrass them by saying something about them? He's doing great. Okay, good. You're you're a good team member. But now's your chance in front of God and everybody. You can embarrass them if you want to. Yeah, no comment. Good. You guys are working well together. I like that. That's right. That's the right answer. It's a brotherhood. Go, it's a brotherhood out yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. That that's cool. Um, so, last question for you, all right, 23 years old. You're coming in, you're learning, uh, you do some things right, you're making some mistakes stuff. What's a good day for you? As a young guy, rookie, just starting, you go home, you're done, and go, all right, shift's over. Wow. What's a good day for you? A good day for me is um, being able to just learn all I can learn that day. Yeah. Honestly, a good day for me is uh, – training consecutively throughout the day getting multiple calls so i can get um more experience in the things that i do and become more aware and 
of what I'm doing. So I think that that's a good day for me, just learning. Hey, Chief. So, no, I want to put you right in the place. Like, before you retired, all right, 45th year, all right? Go ahead. You're the chief. What's a good day for you? Uh, to come to work and go home work safely. That all my team members, uh, I, ran, I ran the whole department uh, to make sure that they came to work and, and left work the way they came. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got injured. Uh, we done our job. We helped somebody in the public to do their job to help them out. But that was, that was the consensus of everybody. Come to work healthy, leave healthy, and we're, we had a good day. Is there anything you want people to know that we didn't even talk about, I didn't ask about? Sometimes I, I don't know what I don't know, and I, I want someone like you to be able to share with people something that you think they ought to know. Well, as you've been talking about the 100th anniversary, I am also the president of the retirees. Uh, we just met uh, several hours ago. We just had breakfast together, about 40 of us, uh, and we beat each other up pretty good, had a couple of laughs, laughs, of course, and yeah. had a nice breakfast. And I was down in Lewis uh, the earlier part of the week, and it was about 30 guys there. So we're getting this thing uh, working pretty good. We want our guys to come up. We marched, many of us marched in the 80th anniversary, and um, this 100th, we'll never have it again, of course. So uh, we're, we're focusing on this 100th. We're going to be in the open houses trying to help these guys out. Uh, we're going to march down King Street on October 23rd. Yep. Um, and hopefully this will be a good event. I hope the public comes out and appreciates that the, the, the department is serving them and, and they're doing the best they can and whatever they got, and, yeah. and, and that's the way it's going to be. We really do want you to come out tomorrow and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., tomorrow and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., all six of the Wilmington Fire Stations. It's open house. So have the kids climb all over the equipment and have a great time. Absolutely. That's you you, make a, you kind of wince at that when I said that. <laughs> I climb all over the equipment, yeah. But now the, uh, the, the active guys will take care of it. The older guys in the stations will uh, will, will be giving a little hand. We'll that's be handing right. out the food. Nice. There you go, because there is going to be food. All right, Chief Joseph Kalinowski and probationary firefighter Omar Ramos. Ramos, good to see you. I see you too. Thanks, Thanks guys. For Thanks for having us. Appreciate right. it. Yeah, it is the kickoff of the 100th anniversary celebration of Wilmington Fire Stations. Keep it here.